I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 351 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I had the honor of being interviewed on Fox and Friends by today's guest, Pete Hegseth, who joins me on the podcast, giving me the opportunity to flip the script and interview him. Pete has a new book out titled American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. I'm giving away a free copy of the book, so visit my Instagram page at Alec underscore Lace for all the details on that. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Pete Hegseth is a veteran and the co-host of Fox and Friends. During the coronavirus lockdown, Pete has been pumping out some great content of him teaching his kids just why America is the greatest country on earth called Hegseth School for Higher Learning. He's a patriot, a first-class father all the way. I'm extremely honored to have him with me today. Pete Hegseth will be here in just a few minutes, so please... Stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Pete Hegseth was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the Fox and Friends co-host, please visit my YouTube channel and hit me with a subscribe. The link is down there in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you missed out on my interview on Monday's episode with my pillow founder, Mike Lindell, please flip it back one episode to 350 and take a listen. I've been getting some great feedback from that episode, so check it out. And don't miss out on Friday's very special Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. It will be my 50th Navy SEAL interview. I got a very special guest for the occasion, Eddie Gallagher, who was falsely accused of war crimes, pardoned by President Trump. He'll be joining me here. It's an incredible honor to get him on the podcast. It's amazing that I've had the opportunity to speak with so many Navy SEALs on the podcast, as well as the Gold Star parents of two frogmen. Uh, So lock it in for Friday's episode. Really going to be special. And please, if you guys are enjoying the show, consider hitting me with a rating or review on iTunes. It really goes a long way to help me out. I cannot say Thank you enough from the bottom of my heart to all of you listeners out there that continue to push me forward and make First Class Fatherhood what it is, where it's come from, and where it's going. So thank you so much. And as always, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father that's in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with author, Fox & Friends co-host, veteran Pete Hegseth. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Manscaped. Manscaped has precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Let's face it, guys, we're all waiting for those barbershops to open up again because our hair has grown out of control during the COVID lockdown. But with Manscaped's third generation lawnmower, you don't have to wait to shave that unwanted hair below the belt. And let's be honest, guys, when it comes to the bedroom, no woman wants to walk in and find that love muscle buried in the bushes. Get a smooth shave under your shorts with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the waterproof cordless lawnmower 3.0. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code FATHER at manscaped.com. Visit manscaped.com or tap the link in the show notes. Use the code FATHER and save 20% off. And enjoy all that extra attention she'll give you when she finds that bald eagle. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Pete Hegseth. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great to be here. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old? I have uh, seven kids. We have a blended family. Uh, we each have three from previous marriages and one together, ranging from ages 10 to 2. So it's uh, 10, 9, 7, 6, 
542. Uh, so it is quite a household when everyone's together, uh, which is which is as much as we can throughout the year. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm actually the youngest of seven myself in a blended family, so uh, I know a little bit about it. What, what are the uh, what type of sports or activities are they all into? Oh my goodness, everything. I mean, the natural instincts of of kids are to you know they they want to hit the devices and they want to hit the games right and what i try to do is minimize that as much as possible get them outside they love playing i listen i you know how we do as fathers we impose on them the, the passions of our life so they love uh basketball and football baseball because i i played all of those sports and so we just get out and do that as much as possible in fact i have basketball camps uh the first camp i did was the pete hegseth nba all-star coronavirus hoops camp when everything was shut down and for an hour hour and a half a day we went out and worked on different skills but they're kids you know they want to get outside and jump in the pool they want to jump on the trampoline they want to ride their bikes uh i just try to get them out and keep them as active as possible yeah good stuff pete and if you could just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do Sure. Uh, Pete Hegseth, I'm not, right now I'm the host, uh, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend at the Fox News Channel, and I do commentary there. I also host a bunch of documentaries at Fox Nation. TV is a totally accidental career for me. Uh, I love this country, uh, and, and I love our God, and I want to do everything I can to advance God and country. And somehow that brought me to television, but it was after uh, running a number of vets organizations, which came after my service in the military. I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and Guantanamo Bay. So I just want to be of service. And I, I'm passionate about the things this country gives all of us. And uh, somehow it landed me on TV. I also have writ- wrote one book in 2016 called In the Arena. And then I have another book coming out uh, called American Crusade, which is really an update to that argument where we are as a country and what we need to do to save it. Yeah, I'm going to hit on your new book in a minute here, too. And I want to say thank you for your service before I forget to say that. And uh, I Appreciate really do it. admire your hustle because you're, you seem to be everywhere. Um, so what, when did, um, when did fatherhood come into this picture for you about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? You know, right before I turned 30, uh, it does shake your life because you realize how, uh, what an important role it is, how so many of the things you think are important aren't. Uh, and you mix that with my own uh, experience in Iraq and on the battlefield where you come back and you think a lot of the things in the modern world are silly vapid. Uh, People are obsessed about stupid things. And so kids sharpen that even more. Uh, In fact, Gunnar, my firstborn, I was gone for for his age of two, basically, in Afghanistan. Um, And coming back home to see him was a huge motivator. And, you know, I it, it changed my life in that I know that I now have a chance to give an imprint onto a human soul uh, and fill that soul with the values and the respect, uh, the discipline and the fortitude that I think citizens of this great country and Christians uh, are going to need in the 21st century in order to advance the things that we care about. So yeah, I wanted to play sports and I wanted to be good. And I think you can teach excellence through sports. I, I, I love that as a vehicle, but, and, and younger, that would have been my obsession with raising kids is how good can they be? Uh, it's just not the case for me anymore. I want them to excel in whatever they do, but way more important to me is raising great human beings who know that I love them, uh, that God loves them, and that they live in the greatest country in human history. And they, when they grow up, need to do their part. Yeah, well said, Pete. And, uh, you know, so you guys in the military, you have kind of that service before self mentality built into you guys. For us civilians, 
especially uh, men. I think the first time we ever get a sense of that is through fatherhood. It's where we yeah. really get that idea of putting somebody uh, ahead of us, even more so through marriage, uh, is when you become a father. And and I agree with you here. I think the, uh, we have a diminished family unit in this country. We have a diminished uh, view of God. And I think if we could tighten up our family units and, and get God back into our life here, Pete, I think we'd see a lot of our problems start to go away. hundred percent. I mean, it, it, listen, it is, and this is part of my book too, not to make a plug, but more you rip God out of our public square, even out of our churches, out of our institutions, it has to be replaced by something. And, you know, certain people want to replace it with government or with control or with other false gods of this earth that are ultimately deceiving. And so getting back into the word, getting back into the Bible, sharing the amazing history and faith of the human story through the Bible, um, going to church, uh, reminding kids that they are something greater than themselves, that prayer is powerful. I, I just, I think that is a number one in educating kids to be the kind of kids we want them to be. Because if we don't have a shared narrative, if we don't um, understand, I mean, we got kids going through government schools or going through our society right now who could not tell you who Noah and Moses and Abraham and David and Solomon and Jesus and uh Socrates and Plato and Cicero, who are these people of of Western civilization? And if you don't know that, it's hard to preserve what makes this individual freedom, limited government, free market experiment called America happen. You're seduced by the easy ideas of the moment, like free stuff or or like moral relativism, that there's nothing right or there's nothing wrong. Uh, so faith is faith and family is huge. And listen, we live in a broken world. I'm the first person to admit I'm the I'm a sinner in need of God's grace every single day. Uh, I think of that as a husband. I think of that as a father. I think of that as a son and a brother. Uh, and in this broken world, what, all we can do is take the next step the next day with the people around us that we love and, and create the kind of environment that pumps out kids um, that fear God and love their country. And that's certainly what I'm committed to. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Pete. And I think the, the, the kids in college, I think our academia, they could probably re recite Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of America more than they could the names that you just mentioned there. And that's kind of sad. And that's why I love the fact that during this homeschooling thing, although the teachers have been doing a phenomenal job here, had they have stepped up, I love the fact that we could start our day with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and that we could start within our father. And I love what you did with the Hegseth's um, uh, uh, school for higher learning. Yes. What was the what was the genesis of that? What's the feedback been on that? The the feedback's been amazing. Uh, we've done way more than has been published on Fox Nation. If you go to Fox Nation, you can watch five episodes of it. It's right over here in our personal library where I do the library lecture uh, for the Hegseth School for Higher Learning. Listen, it was a moment in time. It was a recognition that okay, whoa, whoa, these kids are not going to be at school. We're in charge of school. I've always been passionate about education. If I don't take this moment, I may never get it again in, at, at, in this kind of way. So like you said, we start with the pledge. We start with the national anthem. We do a Bible reading and prayer. Uh, we discuss what we read and what we pray about. They go into their regular schoolwork. But then I pull them in for a lecture where, you know, dad holds court on and whatever topic uh, I deem sort of interesting or important. And it's politics, religion war, history, economics, and trying to make it fun for 10, 9, 7, 8-year-olds 
who, you know, they barely understand the concept of politics or, or Republicans and Democrats, let alone the left versus the right. But we talk about money. We talk about the Bible, the history of the Bible, American exceptionalism, George Washington, uh, the founding of our country, uh, and World War II. We talk about my service in the army, just the kind of things that, yeah, you talk about in a glancing way with your kids when you're having dinner or you're in the car, but you really maybe don't have a captured audience, captive audience uh, where you make it fun for them, make it come alive, you ask some Q&A. So we did a few of them on Fox Nation, but we continue to do them to this day. Uh, and uh, and I think it's a helpful thing for them to get a little dose of uh, what their father and mother are thinking about and believe. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think it could be a better time than right now for your book to actually be coming out here. American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. I don't think we've ever been this divided politically. It's it's so bad right now what's going on in our country. I mean, I had I had the, the president's son, Eric Trump, here on my podcast mm-hmm. and I just got destroyed on social media for it. And it's like, you know, all we were talking about was fatherhood and family life. We didn't get into any politics of anything. And it's just and, and I always get the threats. Oh, I'm unfollowing. I'm unsubscribing. But whenever I have like a, a liberal or a Democrat on the show, I never get that from the yeah. other side. So um, w- what was the genesis of the book American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free? Where can we find it? What is it all about? Well, anywhere books are sold, you can go to PeteHegseth.com. A- anywhere you want, you, you can get a copy. The genesis of American Crusade was based in large part about what you're talking about. We've never been more divided, and there's a reason for that. Uh, And the battle for the soul of our country is what's at stake. I wrote a book four years ago called In the Arena. It used a Teddy Roosevelt speech that you're probably familiar with, a lot of people are familiar with. It's actually called Citizenship in a Republic. And I remember reading that speech and feeling like, we need that today. Uh, Roosevelt wrote about it 100 years ago, so I tried to make that speech come alive. And it made the case for basically four basic ingredients for citizenship. You got to be willing to work, the dignity of work, the willingness to fight, to fight, to stay free, whether it's by force of arms or by, you know, fighting bureaucracy or, 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 you know, just areas in your life where freedom is restricted. restricted. We got to have large patriotic families. Demographics matter. Uh, and then you got to believe in something greater than yourself. The rights we have are not endowed by government, but from a creator. If you can enforce that into citizens, you're going to have a great republic. And I kind of made the happy case for that. You know, then Donald Trump crashed the party, uh, make America great again. The left and the media reacted and exposed themselves for how radical they really are. And so you now have a very clear, stark contrast between what Donald Trump represents, which I truly believe are just bedrock American values. Do you believe in borders or not? Do you believe in citizenship or not? Should we stand for the anthem or not? Is God welcome in our public sphere or not? Do you believe in capitalism or do you believe in socialism? Do you support the police or not? These are not radical ideas, but this is effectively what Trump gets hit for. And at this moment in 2020, either we stand by those bedrock principles in our politics or we lose politically, which is basically the last place where God-fearing patriotic Christians win. If you look at our education system, which has ripped God out, if you look at you know social media, if you look at Hollywood, if you look at our culture, uh, you look at our businesses, which are fully woke, even look at our military that oftentimes bends to political correctness, there are a lot of places where the left has totally captured. Donald Trump was able to win almost miraculously because of the red hats in 2016. If he can do it again in 2020, we have a chance to turn the tide and save America. Otherwise, the left wants to literally strangle uh, this American experiment, turn it into something completely different. So the book dissects kind of where we are. There's a lot of fun stories, personal stories in there throughout. 
But where we are, what the left has done for a huge chunk of the books, so all the isms, socialism, genderism, uh, multiculturalism, uh, every ism, Islamism, and then it breaks down what you got to do about how to fight. And I use the term American crusade intentionally. It's intentionally provocative. I need, it needs to be a holy war for the righteous cause of freedom. And it's, it's not going to be for the weak or the meek. You got to stand boldly for what we believe in. And of course, Donald Trump has charted the course for that. This is the guy who taught us all how to grow a Trump spine, to see something and say something and not be politically correct. We got to channel that. Uh, and that's the argument that the book makes. So I don't know that we're getting any closer to unity, but that's not because Donald Trump or his supporters have gotten more radical. It's because we've stayed tr tr true on what America represents. And the left has gone further into loony land. Uh, and, and their arguments make no sense uh, unless you hate America. And that's the battle that we have right now. All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Lumen. Lumen is working to improve the world's metabolic health and quality of life. Lumen is the first handheld device that measures your metabolism through the breath to tell you what fuel source your body is using for fuel, carbs or fats. You can receive real-time daily insights about where your metabolism is at to help you optimize your workouts, get fit, or lose weight. Lumen Science is rooted in years of validation research conducted by two of their founders and chief scientists. And today, First Class Fatherhood listeners can get $25 off by using the promo code FATHERHOOD25. Visit www.lumen.me or hit the link in today's show notes and enter the code FATHERHOOD25 to get $25 off and improve your quality of life today. Yeah, and Pete, I'm going to drop a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can tap the link, get over there and buy a copy. I'm also going to be giving away a copy of the book on my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace. And boy, do I miss the philosophy of the Democratic Party that was ask not what your country can do for you, boy. ask what you can do for your country. And it seems to they have gotten so far away uh, from that principle. Uh, reining it back into you here as a dad, Pete, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father, and is it different than the discipline <laughs> style that you grew up with? Uh, one of the biggest compliments I got a couple of months ago was that the rumor in the neighborhood is that Pete is a uh, tough disciplinarian. You don't get away with anything at his house, which I love. Uh, so it's not just my kids. It's my kids' friends who I love and I respect and we have fun when they're here. Uh, but yeah, I'm a disciplinarian. I really am. I, I probably even more so uh, than my dad, who I revere. Uh, he did more of the um, son, I'm disappointed in you approach. Uh, which worked on me a lot. So don't don't get me wrong. But then I went through the whole military thing. My basketball experience in college was almost like going into the military. Um, had just kind of the school of hard knocks. And I think if there was one thing I came out of my high school years with, I was a little soft um, and not quite ready for the the, the sharp edges uh, of of the modern world. And I wanna I want my kids while we sort of we take care of them and we we ensure they're okay at one level. We also need to start fortifying them to be gritty, uh, to be tough, to take risks, to stand up to bullies, um, not just, you know, call for a mediator and cower in the corner, uh, to be sort of it's they're the opposite of toxic masculinity, which is real masculinity, which is not toxic at all for the boys and for girls supporting their every endeavor in whatever way they want to explore. But yeah, I got rules and I enforce them mercilessly. 
uh, for you know one time you got to be home and you got to clean the basement every night and here's the chores that you got to knock out you got to make your bed every morning you got to say please and thank you you got to ask to be excused from the table and there are consequences if you don't because I think when you let that I think when you give good parameters to kids they respond really well they just need left and right limits and when they have that then they're then they have a then they have a, a roadmap to excel and it's a challenge you know in a blended family you've got stepkids and kids and, and finding a balance of how you manage those relationships. I'm not going to tell you I have that all figured out, but you, you manage your own emotions. Um, you start to learn who the kids are and how they respond. Um, but the more fair you are about the rules with everybody, it sort of creates a coherence to the whole group, which is, which is what we're going for. Yeah, that's awesome, Pete. I know I watched last year, you did the, uh, the swim in the Hudson River with the Navy SEALs. <laughs> I've had a, a, a whole bunch of Navy SEALs on the podcast here. I love those guys' mentality. Yeah. What was what was that like for, for you to, to complete that uh, complete that with the SEALs? And are you guys doing it again this year? Uh, we are doing it again this year in August. It's still on the books. Uh, this year, I'm going to train for it. Uh, and I are, I've already started. That was my big mistake last year. I heard about it about a week before, and I go, I'm a good swimmer. It'll be fine. Come on. How bad can it be? Uh, and these guys, I mean, these guys are world class. I'm, I'm a ground pounding infantryman from the army. I'm not a Navy SEAL. I mean, I was a lifeguard. I could swim. All that stuff is fine. But man, we jumped in that Hudson and I'm just glad I got out the other end. And, and last year I needed some help and people saw it on TV. We didn't hide it. A, a, a pull here and a, and, a, and a drag here for certain portions just to make it around the current. I mean, there was one moment when I was 50 meters from the Statue of Liberty. I could see the Statue of Liberty. We had to get around it swimming. And 20 minutes later, I was still 50 meters from the Statue of Liberty because the current was so strong. And one of these seals just said, grab my shorts and hang on. And I did. And he just went, he plowed through that water like nothing I've ever seen. So much respect for them. We raised a bunch of money for the cause. We did it live on the show. Our goal is to do it again this year. And my goal is to need zero assistance uh, in doing so, which I think I can do. So we're getting ready for it. It was cool. Yeah, very cool. What other, uh, what kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself for the future, Pete? Plans and goals for the future. Uh, listen, I, I want to be a great husband and a great father, and I want to do everything I can for this great country. I don't have a five-year plan. I couldn't tell you where I'll be. Um, I am just so grateful to have the opportunity and platform that I do at Fox News Channel, at, at Fox and Friends uh, on the weekends and at Fox Nation, where I can pursue passion projects like things we're doing in Israel about the state of Israel and the real story of what's going on there. So I, I couldn't, I mean, if you'd asked me five years ago where I'd been, um, we wouldn't even have been talking about Donald Trump and his presidency <laughs> and how it changed the whole game, right? So I don't think we can even anticipate it. I, what I try to tell my kids and what I try to live myself is find what you're passionate about. And they're too young to really understand that yet, but they'll get there. What you're passionate about and charge at it. Yeah, you got to make a living at some point. And yeah, there's practical factors in life. But the more passionate you are about it, the more you invest yourself into it, the more likely you are to get a chance to maybe someday um, to someday do it. So I'm, I'm just, listen, I, I think we're at a we're at a, a crossroads in this country and to get a chance to have a microphone uh, where I am is pretty cool. And I'm just going to keep fighting, never backing down, done apologizing for, for anything that we represent um, and uh, have a little fun in the process. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at there too, Pete, is to see if you have any political uh, aspirations <laughs> yourself there. Cause I, I asked a fellow army guy, my man, Sean Parnell, this question on the podcast, he said, no, no, I'm not getting into politics. And then a few months later, he entered the arena. So I'm trying to see if you would ever consider a political career yourself. 
Uh, I would never say no. I'm certainly not angling for it. I did run once in 2012. I put a little bit of it in the book. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I came in third at the convention, and then the guy who I lost to had the biggest single statewide defeat in Minnesota history. So I lost to the biggest loser of all time. I mean, I did not do well. Uh, but but I'll, I'll be honest about this. Early in my life, I sort of really wanted to run, and I, I wouldn't necessarily use the word calculate, but I was, hey, could I run for this or maybe that or how soon? And that's that could be a, a cage. Uh, it almost like, gets you mentally thinking, OK, I've got to get I've got to position myself for this and maybe this year. And what about that race? And it's always reaching and grabbing. And I am happily completely liberated from that. Uh, if there were to be a moment. Five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line where it made sense to put my name on the ballot, I want to do it when I'm ready, when I think I would be the right person in that job to contribute for the country and when I can do it on my terms. Uh, where it's not, I'm, I'm going to apologize for this or, you know, uh, just charge out of the gate and say, this is what I stand for. This is what I represent. And if you're honored enough to vote for me, great. But it is, uh, it doesn't pay as well. I'll say that. <laughs> so that's a whole thing. I got mortgages and kids in life. It's just not that simple. But, you know, if, if that's where God called me someday down the line, I would certainly look at it. But I'm not, I'm not itching for it at all right now. Yeah, I think one thing we definitely learned with Donald Trump is timing is everything, as, as we saw with him. So uh, uh, last thing I want to hit you with here, Pete, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? For the new father or about-to-be dad? Um, you know, I think if you, if you had a father who did well by you, um, you would probably be well served to, to remind yourself why they did well by you, um, what it was that you valued about them. Uh, and, you know, I know for my father, it was the, just the time, sheer time that he invested in us, um, the way he brought us along with the things he loved and they became the things we loved. But we also had the latitude to pursue other things if we wanted to. And there were always the basic bedrock values that they instilled. It was simple stuff. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't reading from a book. He wasn't watching TED Talks on it. You know, he was just, his instincts were to love his kids and be there for them. Um, if you didn't have a dad who had that, I mean, I know it's a different story. And that's, and that's I think you can fill the void of what you were missing. Um, but I, I just, I think, I'll tell you this, try not to take it for granted. Uh, especially in the early years, because I can attest to the fact that for many years I kind of did, hey, they're too young. There's not a whole lot I can do. I don't have any regrets. I'm not saying I missed out on anything necessarily, but every moment you have is a moment to sort of cherish them exactly where they are in that snapshot. They're going to get old soon and they're not going to reply to your texts and they're not going to want to hang out. Um, so as much as you can, while they're that age, enjoy it. Uh, it is It is nothing but a blessing. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Pete Hegseth, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Father. Thanks for what you do on this on this show, because highlighting fatherhood, when you talk about fixing problems in our country, in our culture, uh, it starts with with dads being there for their kids. So I, I salute you for what you're doing. Thank you, Pete.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Pete Hegseth for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in for Friday. I got a very special Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming your way. My 50th Navy SEAL interview. That's right. 50 Frogmen have appeared on the podcast. Very special guest for the occasion. Eddie Gallagher, who was all over the headlines this year, falsely accused of war crimes, pardoned by President Trump himself. Don't miss out on that. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. Make sure you visit my Instagram page at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements and find out how you can have a chance to win a copy of Pete Hegseth's book, American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. All right. That's all I got for you guys now. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers, we are first-class fathers. Your half-truths and tales as tall